and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we are talking about making thoughtful choices. great too. I was just thinking when I said I was a certified professional organizer, I just recertified, which I have to do every three years. And oh, wow. I'm feeling very good because I um, they randomly audit uh, people who are recertifying and I won the uh-huh. lottery on that one. So I got audited and I passed. <laughs> Yay. I mean, oh. I knew I was being honest and everything, but still, you know, you worry. And I thought, oh no, if yeah. I don't get recertified, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have to stop saying I'm a certified professional organizer. <laughs> the beginning of the podcast. How that would be terrible. Oh no. So, so it's been good for another three years. Oh good. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize you had to do it so often. Yeah, we just have to get um, 45 continuing education units uh, for the three-year period. So 15 oh. a year, which is not hard. Except of course I procrastinate, and so I got a whole lot in the last. Uh, year (laughs) (laughs) oh and specifically in the last three months (laughs) (laughs) when you were like "Uh uh-oh yeah exactly so um but yeah it it was it's all good anyway i just just thought of that as i was saying that oh well i bet you had to make a lot of choices when deciding what you were going to do for your continuing education credits i did there were so many options and i made a lot of really good choices i think Oh, good. Good. Well, we came up with this idea because um, my husband and I just went through an exercise of deciding whether or not to buy a new car in the last couple of weeks. And it was a it was an interesting process. And I realized that um, it would be useful to sort of talk through the steps we went through to make a thoughtful choice. And by the way, we ultimately decided not to buy a car. Ah. I mean, like we were all hot to buy a car and then we decided not to. Then it, then that says it's a very powerful sis, uh, process because... Yeah, especially because we're both really happy about that decision. Oh yeah, very good. And you know, it's, it's exciting, I think, to buy a new car. So the fact that you were able to make a, a thoughtful choice in, in the face of potential... I mean, it wasn't disappointing, but still, you have to talk yourself down. Well, at least I do when I get excited about something. So I can't wait to hear about it because my husband and I can't make a choice about what light bulbs to buy. So <laughs> I think this—I'm all ears. <laughs> well, the 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 basis of it is um, recognizing what it is that you really want. Like what I think of it as. Um, a lot of times, like, what problem am I trying to solve, Mm -hmm. you know, or uh, what am I trying to gain? And looking at it from both those perspectives is very helpful. And I do this all the time um, with, you know, 
whether I'm going to sign up for a course or uh, hire a coach or um, if we're going to do something around the house. Um, it's basically any time I'm going to spend resources, time, money, or energy, I um, think through things this way. Can you please repeat those two questions that you asked um, yourself? What problem am I trying to solve? Mm-hmm. And what do I want? Or what am I trying to achieve? Excellent. I just needed to press save on them so I could filter everything you save with that. That's yeah. so powerful because I would think it's just a way, it's like shining a flashlight. It's a way to get past the paralysis that sometimes comes when you get, uh, when, at least when I get gripped by indecision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so, so sort of figuring that out and and my husband and I had a disagreement about getting a car because we were both trying to solve different problems. Oh. Well, I was trying to solve a problem and he was trying to achieve something that he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and they were at cross purposes, I guess. <laughs> yes. Um and, and this decision was sort of complicated because there were sort of three parts to it. Um, one is that we have two kids of driving age. Um, one bought herself a car when, I have to say, when she was 15. Like, that's how on top of things she is. <laughs> right. Um, but she is at college now, and she doesn't have her car. And so she's letting her little brother drive the car. Um, but she's going to be back for the summer, and then she's going to return to college, and she's going to want to take her car. And then he's going to be without a car his senior year, which he does not want. Um, mm -hmm. And then we have an older car that is the car that Mike usually drives. Um, and so what we were thinking is that we would sell that car to one of the kids and you know like we'd get them sorted with their two cars and then we get ourselves a new car mm -hmm. um, and I thought we were trying to solve the problem of working things out with cars for the kids mm -hmm. but then I found out that Mike was trying to achieve getting a new car because he's never um, had a new car like he's always bought used cars and so he's never like got a new car that was his primary car to drive right yeah I figured that's where you were going <laughs> he yeah. wanted a new car is he driving the car the old car that I met that you were driving when I met you or did he um, gotten rid no of he's driving a it's a Ford Escape hybrid the blue oh, car. oh right 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 yeah yeah and then the newer car we have is a Honda Pilot um it's funny it's newer but it's a 2015 it's not new by any stretch. it's not new new but mm -hmm. um it's the newer car but but he doesn't drive that because he commutes every day and it doesn't get good gas mileage it's good for a family of five and friends mm -hmm. um or you know going up to the mountain for skiing or something like that or pulling a trailer as we did this summer mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's or, not or a good daily commuting car all right you're driving your friend to walla walla yes right? or driving yes. your friend to walla walla it's a very comfortable car yeah but yeah you're yes. going to take the hybrid when you're commuting 
So, yeah. yeah. Um, so once we got on the same page as like what we were trying, what problems we were trying to solve and what goals we were trying to achieve or, you know, what wants we were trying to meet, then it became um, much more clear. And it turned out that what he really wants is the Volkswagen, the electric Volkswagen minibus that's not coming out for another year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that sort of changed things in terms of, well, if we want to solve the problem for the kids, then we might just lease a car, for example, because we want him to be able to get that that the minibus when um, uh, it comes out. Mm-hmm. So you know, we it, it just changes the the calculus, so to speak, mm-hmm. in um, in many ways, like deciding what we're going to do. And then ultimately, the kids decided that they didn't need to solve the car problem now. So um, Mike's still driving the Escape, and knowing that he'll get the Volkswagen when it becomes available. Oh, well, that's excellent. And so everybody's happy because you weren't keen, I guess, on buying a new car for Mike to commute in. Well, we may still do that. Like, for example, if the kids decide that they do want to each have their own car and they're ready to sort of take that on, um, then we may get, you know, sort of a less expensive... um, commuter car for Mike, you know, like Mm -hmm. a plug-in electric, like a Leaf or something like that, Mm -hmm. um, and just lease it for two years Mm -hmm. so that, um, uh, you know, we just turn it in and we don't have to think about it again when it's time to get the car that he really wants. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. If he has that car he really wants, that he knows in a couple of years he's going to want it would not it would be a yeah a waste of time to spend a lot of time and money and energy to find a, a, a try to find an equivalent now right. for the next two years um, right now i can't wait to go online and look at the all-electric volkswagen minibus oh my god they're so cute yeah oh good i'm gonna they're look really cute <laughs> well and that'll also give us time to actually build a garage so that we can plug it in (laughs) right right yeah yeah we talk about wanting electric cars too and how we have a garage where we have to get it wired differently to do that um but of course that's doable oh that's that's neat so those two and you both were in agreement that those were the two um factors that were important yes yeah that's good and you can apply that to so many things right and the other thing that I mean, this sort of adds a different um, another element. And if you're someone that gets overwhelmed by choice, this is maybe not necessarily a great step to add. But I like to just at least give it a cursory um, look is, you know, once we decided that we were going to spend a certain amount of money, is that really how we want to spend that money? Mm, okay. Right, because I, I mean, something like a car, well, really anything, but something like a car is such a chunk of change that could yeah. really, you could buy something really um, 
great <laughs> with that amount right. of money. Yeah. Um, so you just use you, you pause, you press pause and say, hey, wait a minute, is this how we want to spend that X amount of money? And then right. once in when and if you decide you do, that's great because yeah. you're eliminating future regret. Yeah. And um, if you decide, well, wait a minute, we really could, you know, like stand to renovate the house instead or whatever, build a garage or whatever mm -hmm. um, is an equivalent, um, then it gives you that opportunity to, to hop off the train that's speeding toward the car dealership and yes. decide, <laughs> decide what you want. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's super useful. helpful. And like I said, I use it all the time. Like it's a, if a decision isn't obvious to me or if I'm sort of struggling with a decision, um, those are the questions that I ask myself. And it's very aligned with the question we talk about all the time on the podcast about, you know, what is important to you. Right. Yeah, yeah takes absolutely. Yeah, and it's not just, is it, you, you don't just apply to financial related decisions, you apply it to other, any decision, yeah? Yeah, although it seems like most of the decisions, um, I don't know, somehow I'm trying to think of any that don't have any financial aspect. That are, that are difficult. Yeah. I mean, it could be around, you know, what, how to spend your free day. Go hike, right. go hiking or sit on your butt and watch yeah, TV. Yeah, well, actually, we talked about that with, um, I remember talking that about that, I can't remember what episode it was, but about how choosing how to spend Thanksgiving. Mm, right. Um, or choosing how to spend my birthday. I often do that. Like, what What do I, what am I, uh, what need am I trying to fill here? Or what want mm -hmm. um, am I trying to meet? Or what problem am I trying to solve? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so those are definitely areas where there's not a financial component to it. Yeah, right. Oh, that's great. And it also, you know, it strikes me that it would apply to, you know, if I, we'd had this conversation six months ago or eight months ago when I was having all the trouble deciding about going to Walla Walla during the COVID pandemic and, you know, how was I going to get there? And, you know, it all seems so obvious now that I wasn't going to fly. But for a while there, it was, in fact, maybe I, that is exactly what I did to decide to drive rather than fly was, was you know, what problem well, was do we talk? Yeah, about when I when I was at the questions I was asking you when we were talking about it, uh -huh. they were, were based around that. Yeah, yeah. I you know I had no like, memories, so I can't remember. But. Yeah, so it was like sort of like what's most important to you, mm -hmm. and what you know what what will make this a successful trip? Like you know what needs to happen for it to feel successful to you? Right. Yeah, and it was so successful. So it worked yeah. out very well that not even, um, I mean, because I didn't get into an accident or anything. <laughs> so the, right. the driving time was very, was so enjoyable. Um, it was great. Uh, but it is funny how I want to think back about just the quandary I was in of, you know, right. just how tied up I was in trying to make those decisions. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Um, and sometimes making more complicated decisions like that, it does help to separate stuff out like you know maybe separating out the travel from 
how you spend your time once you get there. So you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it it might be hard to make a decision on the travel because it feels like it's influencing you know, how you get there, or how much time you can spend there, or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah, that sometimes if it, it, it even if the, de- that sometimes the decision could feel overwhelming, if it's big enough, or has enough components, and if you can break it down a little bit, yeah, to the individual components that can influence one another, is that sort of what right. you mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, and I could but, see how it could help me in, um, you know, bearing those questions in mind, or in working with clients who are trying to make decisions about keeping and letting go of stuff, which sometimes is really difficult um, for for them. When from the outside, it seems, you know, I always think, yeah, let it go. But it's not like right. that always. So finding out, knowing um, what you're after, right? That's always mm-hmm. a big component of it. And um, what you really want. It's very helpful. I just haven't, I don't think I've thought about those two questions specifically like that in my work. So that's excellent. Yeah. Well, and I know that um, I did a little decluttering over the weekend and um, like I've thought about like what problem am I trying to solve here? Um, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just like this nook is driving me insane because it's a dumping ground for everything that hasn't doesn't have a home. <laughs> but it was, you know, there was stuff that like, there was a mishmash of it's um, this nook that's in our dining area that has become a repository for cookbooks and um, bar things like alcohol and, you know, uh, cocktail shakers and stuff. And mm-hmm carafes and you know all this random stuff ice buckets there's like three ice buckets um and like what problem am i trying to solve is like i want to be able to access the cookbooks and i was having to like reach over the top of all of this glassware to get to the cookbooks which is not a good thing to do no um not at all (laughs) that's excellent Yeah, yeah so getting to the bottom of that was important and it helped you so what did you move the cookbooks or did you I did I moved the cookbooks so they got moved so we had cookbooks in two areas Mm -hmm. one area in the kitchen and then one area in this nook and what we did is we combined all of them went through them got through got rid of a few put another few on a um, different shelf Mm -hmm. um, in a different area and then the ones that we use all the time are in the kitchen now and accessible including like the um you know we've used meal kits and Mm -hmm. we keep hold on to some of the recipe cards because we like making those Mm -hmm. on our own and so we have those recipe cards and then i have like all the and those are like eight and a half by 11 ones and then we have little you know i have my little recipe cards that are have recipe cards that my grandma wrote out for me and my mom wrote out for me and my aunt wrote out for me. And, you know, those are like um, sentimental in addition to being ones that I use on a regular basis. Nice. And and those are in the kitchen. Yeah. Those used to be in that nook and hard to access. Oh yeah. I could see how that would be hard to access because that nook is kind of deep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Well, that's great. And it's music to my ears, right? It sounds like you did, yeah. you know, putting all, you did exactly what I would have suggested in terms of get those co- recipes together. 
right and, and then figure out where 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 to store the ones you need to have most accessible yes and it and it is great and it looks so much better that area where the cookbooks are is now more organized the nook looks beautiful i can access i have my um uh grandmother's silverware and it's in this beautiful wooden case it's in there and there's nothing stacked on top of it anymore so it's easy to access should we ever want to use silver which we do on occasion nice. um yeah so it's good but i use this for like a lot with work on deciding um you know if i'm going to take a course or um you know because i i it's easy to get sucked in by really really good marketing Mm -hmm. and i think oh my god this is exactly what i need to solve um to to make instagram easy for me or whatever (laughs) right (laughs) and then i think about like wait a minute what problem am i really trying to solve here Mm -hmm. and is this the thing that will get me there and sometimes it is a lot of times it isn't Right. I mean, you've you've made some really smart decisions around resources for to help you with your business in the last year. I mean, yeah. So you you're good at it. It's working for you. Yeah. But it, I mean, so you know to, when to say yes, and then you also know when to say no. Yes. And that's the key, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I have to also give a little shout out to YNAB on that mm-hmm. because I know how much money I have to spend. <laughs> right. That helps a lot. Yes. Yeah. 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 I love Definitely. YNAB. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. I feel like uh, this has been really educational. And I'm thinking about a uh, new car in the near, not near future, but in the next year or so. So um, I suspect I'll be consulting with you for advice on <laughs> how to choose I one. I would be happy to talk you through it. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would like to hear from you, our listeners. Um, how do you make thoughtful choices? And, and we'd love to hear how you put these questions um, in practice. You can let us know on social media at uh, Getting to Good Enough on Instagram and Facebook, at GTG Enough on Twitter, and you can leave us a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE, that's 4843. Or you can head over to the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com and leave a comment. Uh, But for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. the decision-making process to decide what to eat before we recorded. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear your stomach growl, so that's good. Oh, good.